Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, respected listeners of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal We welcome you to this program and the advices segment. The date today is the 1st of Jumadul Ula, 1445, corresponding to their Gregorian calendar, the 15th of November, 2023. Alhamdulillah, as we've mentioned to you, our guest, honorable guest is Mufti Muhammad Hamza Faruqi. Let's welcome Mufti Saab. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mufti Saab, all well on your side? Alhamdulillah, shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all well, everything good on your side, Malana? Alhamdulillah, on the one end, we make shukr to Almighty Allah azawajal that we still have Iman. But of course, our thoughts, our every moment of the day, it circulates around Gaza and what's happening there. Mufti uh, Sapa, today our topic will be on uh, the whispers of shaitan. So just to add this portion to it is that we see just this morning two o'clock three o'clock in the morning these terrorists they went and they surrounded a shifa hospital in gaza and they said they're going to raid the hospital so the hospital is filled the aisles are filled with patients injured children nobody to attend to them they're just taking refuge there and these terrorists still want to go in and still raid these people. Mufti Sab, this way we tie in the, our topic here is often we lose hope and this whispers, this whispers, whispers of shaitan, it enters and we tend to lose hope in other areas of the world. This is what is happening. So is it true, Mufti Sab, that shaitan has promised to do evil to mankind? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. It is definitely 100% true that shaitan has made a promise to do evil to human beings and to do, to, to do evil to mankind. In the quran Karim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, once he dispelled shaitan from, from Jannah, he uh, took an oath, فَبِعِزَّتِكَ لَأُغْوِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ That by your might, I will surely mislead them all except those who you have chosen, إِلَّا عِبَادَكَ مِنْهُمُ الْمُخْلَصِينَ And in another place, لَأَقْعُدَنَّ لَهُمْ صِرَاطَكَ الْمُسْتَقِيمَ Surely I will sit and wait against them. ثُمَّ لَآتِيَنَّهُمْ مِنْ بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ وَعَنْ أَيْمَانِهِمْ وَعَنْ شَمَائِلِهِمْ And I will come to them before them, behind them, from their right and from their left. So shaitan has made this promise uh, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he is trying his best in order to deceive mankind, in order to cause harm and mischief to mankind through various ways and through various performances that he carries out. Uh, in the Quran Karim, we find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and in fact, each one of us uh, to seek protection and refuge from shaitan. فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنِ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ Every time before we recite the Qur'an al-Kareem, it is compulsory for us to recite ta'awud and seek refuge from shaitan, the accursed from shaitan, uh, who is uh, the one who has been sent away from Jannah and sent away from the bounties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given him. 
So the Quran Karim explicitly has explained and answered this question to us that without doubt shaitan in every avenue and in every way possible will try to cause harm and evil to fellow mankind, especially uh, the Muslims around the world. Let us take the example of a thief. When we look at uh, robberies and uh, where people are, uh, are getting mugged, etc., then we find that the robber is not going to go into, uh, into a shelter or into an orphanage where uh, you know, poor people are living, etc. Uh, a thief will go to a place where there is valuable items. So the valuable items will be uh, you know, what we understand to be as assets, money, cash, gold, silver, etc. Something that will give them some sort of benefit in this world. So in the same way, shaitan is a big thief when it comes to our iman. He wants to go to a valuable heart, and he wants to steal from a valuable person. So a Muslim and a believer is a valuable person. He has iman in him, and shaitan wants to steal that iman away from him. And he wants to take away that gift and valuable asset of iman that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed him with. Now what he will do is he will try to steal this iman away from him using different avenues. So sometimes he will come into a person's salah. He will tell him, you are not performing salah for Allah, you are prostrating for me, etc. He will start bringing evil thoughts in a person's mind. In the same way, uh, if a person is reciting Quran Sharif, he will tell him, why are you reading Quran? You don't understand Arabic, you don't know what your Allah is telling you. Why are you wasting your time reading the Quran? So in this way, Shaytan will uh, try to deceive human beings and especially Muslims and he will put evil thoughts in a person's mind. Even in a marriage between a husband and wife, Shaytan's plot and plan is to ensure that the husband and wife should be separated and they should divorce one another. That is why he has his throne at the bottom of the ocean and at the end of the day when his subjects come back and they give him a report, I made this one sway, I made this one lie, I made this one murder somebody, I made this one do somebody down, etc. He tells them, you people never do nothing. Until one subject, one of his uh, friends will come to him and he'll tell him, oh, shaitan, today I made sure that this husband and wife, they fight so much until a talaq and a divorce is, was issued between the two of them and they know more husband and wife. Shaitan tells him, yes, you are the right person. You've done the best of jobs, and he even brings him closer to him. In one narration, it is mentioned, he gives him a hug, and he makes him sit on his throne together with him. So, Shaitan will use different plans and uh, different ways to try to steal a person's iman. So, in the same way, when we look at the context of the suffering uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, has shown us and, and the, the suffering that our beloved brothers and sisters around Gaza and Palestine are facing. That is, of course, uh, at one end, a great test on their iman. And they have proven to us and they have proven to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they only need Allah and nobody else. A few days ago, we also saw that it was raining in Gaza. And the children and the people of Gaza were telling us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is enough for, for us. And he knows that Allah subhanahu Allah ta'ala knows that we are suffering and we need water. Hence he sent down rain for us. So they have shown that they have fought against shaitan as well as their physical enemies, the terrorists, the Jews and the, uh, the Yahud and the Israelis, etc. They have shown them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is enough for us and the strength of our iman uh, overpowers 
all sorts of your weapons that you may have used because Allah is with us and we are using the power of our Iman to combat all of your terrorism against us and we will stand up on our feet no matter what uh, to fight for our land, to fight for our right, to fight for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to fight for the Masjid al-Aqsa and we will do everything it takes to fight against Shaytan and to, and to fight against you. You cannot put us down in any way. So in the same way, we as though as, as the believers, we cannot just remain as spectators and chant slogans of free Palestine or free Gaza, etc. Rather, we have to look into our, uh, our hearts and ask ourselves a question uh, regarding the condition of our Iman, regarding the condition of what, uh, what our Iman is telling us. If we are put in these kind of situations, are we going to remain hopeless or are we also going to stand up on our feet and... A fight for the sake of our iman, fight for our rights, fight for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, etc. So these are the trying moments that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts his servants into and shaitan feels that he has done his job, but he is being disgraced because a believer remains steadfast on his iman. He does not allow shaitan to influence him in any way whatsoever because he knows that shaitan is his enemy. إِنَّهُ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ مُّبِينَ Shaitan is an open enemy for us as believers and for us as mankind. So we should be very wary in terms of what, uh, what, what shaitan is trying to plan against us. His plans are very feeble and weak. إِنَّ كَيْدَ الشَّيْطَانِ كَانَ ضَعِيفًا So we need to understand these whisperings of shaitan and what he puts us through. And in this current situation, he's telling us that we should lose hope in terms of Palestine. There should be a truce, and there should be a ceasefire, and there should be this, and there should be that, uh, so that the Muslims can gather themselves, so that there should be some peace in the world, etc. And the Palestinians can never fight and will never be able to overpower them. No, we should always remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of planners. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with those that are patient and steadfast. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plan will overpower the plans of the disbelievers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help is very near and his help is with the believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised us in the Quran al-Kareem that so long as we are assisting the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will assist us as well. As believers, we do not believe that in any case we will lose a battle, especially when it is for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On the occasion of Uhud, when Abu Sufyan told Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that we, we have given you a defeat, and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us that Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu to give a response, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him to tell Abu Sufyan that no, there is a difference between your loss and uh, the loss that our uh, our army and our camp has has got our army's loss is that qatlana fil jannah wa qatlakum fil nar our martyrs are enjoying the bounties of jannah they are alive they are uh, in a vip section wherein they are uh, in the company of, of of the bounties of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving them such a great treatment and such a good treatment etc Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran al-Kareem has said Those that have passed away for the cause and for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Do not ever think that they are dead They are alive 
in the VIP service of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yurzaqoon, they are being entertained, they are being sustained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the best of ways. Whereas, qatlakum finnar, those that have passed away and those that have died in your camp, they are going to the fire of Jahannam forever and forever. So we as Muslims, uh, whether uh, our, our beloved brothers and sisters uh, do sustain uh, victory in any way, or they have passed away for the sake of fulfilling and uh, trying to achieve their rights, then in that way they have also been successful. So let Shaitan not whisper to us, or let him not get the better of us, and tell us that you know the Muslims are weak, the Muslims are feeble, etc., we should always remember that the plans and plots of Shaitan and his army will remain weak and feeble. Mufti Sahib, Jazakumullah Khairan for that answer. And we know also that Shaitan, his name is Iblis, and Iblis is that where you become hopeless. That is Iblis. So he wants to make us hopeless so that we become part of his team. What du'as can we recite to be protected from Shaitan's plots? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the quran Kareem has mentioned uh, and has revealed Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas. Of course, we cannot go to the finer details of these surahs, but through the guidance of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we have been taught that we should recite these surahs, Surah Al-Falaq, Surah Al-Nas, Surah Al-Ikhlas, Surah Al-Kafirun, which are known as the four quls. We should recite these surahs every morning and every evening. And if we recite them after every salah, that will be even better. Because in, in these surahs, we are expressing the tawheed, the wahdaniyyah, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are expressing and we are seeking uh, refuge in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are acknowledging that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the supreme and he is the one that can protect us. We ask Allah Ta'ala in this surah specifically to protect us from the evil whisperings of shaitan and mankind. مِن شَرِّ الْوَسْوَاسِ الْخَنَّاسِ الَّذِي يُوَسْوِسُ فِي صُدُورِ النَّاسِ مِنَ الْجِنَّةِ وَالنَّاسِ The ending verses of Surah Al-Nas, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is teaching us that we should seek refuge uh, in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala from shaitan and his whispers, etc. Especially those that are evil in terms of those shaitan that are men, uh, that, that are in form of mankind. You know, we even get some shayateen who are in form of humans. They'll tell us, uh, why are you talking about Palestine? What does it have to do with Muslims, etc.? So these are the human form of shaitan. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has even warned us against such kind of shayateen. Like we have evil friends who tell us, why are you going for salah? Let's go for the... Uh, you know, let's go to the, let's go for a walk to the beach. Let's go to the town. Let's go to the park, etc. So there are also human shayateen, just as they are the evil shayateen, jinn, etc., iblis, all these kind of shayateen. So the first thing is that we should ensure to recite the four quls morning and evening. Together with that, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam has taught us in the hadith that whenever we get such kind of evil thoughts from shaitan then we should first of all recite A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem We should recite Ta'awud We should seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from Shaitan Thereafter, we should read Amantu Billahi wa Rusuli I believe in Allah and His Messengers Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Alayhi wa salatu wa salam There is a hadith which is narrated in Sahih Muslim 
that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said regarding a person who is disturbed with the whisperings of shaitan, he should recite Amantu billahi wa rusuli. So whatever kind of whisperings uh, a person gets in his heart, whether it is to do with his deen, whether it is to do with his dunya, and it is to do with ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then at such, such a time a person should recite Amantu billahi wa rusuli. So shaitan will whisper to us, he will whisper uh, to the nafs, look at this beautiful woman, Look at, let's go to the cinema, let's switch on the television and watch filthy movies, let's read this filthy novel, let's steal, let's go to the casino, etc. So all of these kind of things shaitan will whisper to us. When these kind of thoughts come into our hearts, then we should immediately recite, Amanu Billahi wa Rusulih. And together with that, we should recite, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. That a person is only able to do good and stay away from evil, only with the permission and with the divine guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So recite uh, the four quls, best to recite each of them three times, and also to recite Amantu Billahi wa Rusuli, to recite Ta'awuz, to recite La Hawla wa La Quwata Illa Billah, when such kind of thoughts come to us. We also find in the ahadith that it was the noble practice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he would recite the four quls before he sleeps and he would make his hands like a cup, like a bowl, like how we do when we make dua. He would blow in his hands and he would take his Mubarak hands and try to make them reach every part of his body wherever possible. So we should also recite these duas and go to sleep. There is a notion that we are facing currently amongst many children and, of course, adults as well, that many people are suffering from having bad dreams and evil dreams, etc., during the night. They are unable to sleep. They are finding it difficult the next day, etc. Some people may have got hijacked. Some people may have been, you know, uh, in different kind of situations, and these kind of things happen to them. But the root cause of many of these issues is that we have brought in photography, movies, films, frames of our idols, etc., in our homes. We are, uh, you know, giving our children such kind of things to play with, which are animate objects, animals, etc. What they are watching on the YouTube, etc., we are giving them access to all of these kind of things which affects the children, which affects our children and affects their sleep. And all on top of all of that, it will start affecting their life and then their health becomes an issue, and then we want to run to this Amil and that Amil and that Molana so that we should find out what is the issue. But when you are told to stay away from photography, when you are told to stay away from keeping uh, animate objects and pictures, etc., in your home and in your room, then it is something that you to understand to be far-fetched. Whereas these are the root causes of shaitan coming into our houses. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that the angels of mercy stay far away from such a house where there are dogs and where there are animate objects, pictures of animate objects, etc. So we should refrain and stay away from these kind of things. Also, as far as our children are concerned, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us a beautiful dua to protect our children from shaitan and from every kind of evil. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to read for his grandson, Sayyiduna Hassan, and Sayyiduna Hussein, radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma, he used to recite the following dua, أُعِيذُكُمَا بِكَلِمَاتِ اللَّهِ التَّامَّةِ مِنْ كُلِّ شَيْطَانٍ وَهَامَّةِ 
ومن كل عين لامة. So uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is seeking the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on behalf of the, these two grandchildren of his. The kalimatillahi tamma with the complete statements and words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala min kulli shaytani wahamma from every kind of shaytan and from every kind of evil thought ومن كل عين لامة and every kind of evil eye that is trying to suppress evil to these children. So in the same way we can also recite this dua. And when a person recites it for himself, he can recite أعوذ بكلمات الله التامة. So there is a difference in terms of the sira, in terms of uh, the noun that a person will use to recite as is in the Arabic language. So أعوذ will be I seek refuge. And if you are reading it for your children, if you have a son, uh, only one son, you can read If a person has a daughter, If a person has two children, If a person has more than one, more than two children, So in this way, a person will be reciting this Mubarak Dua that has been taught to us in the hadith by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, saving himself from the evils of shaitan, saving himself from the evil eye, saving himself from sihar, black magic, etc. So these are the few ways and the few duas that a person can inculcate and bring into his life to save himself from the whispers of shaitan, to save himself from the evil eye, to save himself from all sorts of black magic, jadu, sihar, etc. May Allah Ta'ala give all of us the ability to learn and practice upon these du'as as well. Mufti Sahib, we've just got two or three more minutes left. Uh, Mufti Sahib, your advices um, to these, um, to the Ummah at large, um, different places we've seen that there's a lot of complaints to that uh, the emotions, and we can just expect it at this time, the emotions are all over the place, so it's being translated sometimes into the undesired results. So how can we also control this? Because this is also, shaitan has uh, gripped us and put so much of fear into us that we don't know how to respond. And this has led now to the incorrect response. Mufsizab, can you please advise us? So many a times uh, when we're dealing with emotions, when we're dealing with our own problems and issues, we find that uh, when somebody talks to us, we find that when somebody says something to us, we respond in a manner that is unethical. We respond in a manner that creates a fight and draws uh, a spark and an argument and a fire between uh, person A and person B. So when these kind of things happen in our life, uh, then first of all, a person should, uh, like we said, that a person should seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from shaitan, etc. And a person should try to bring himself to a cool and calm state. On one occasion, certain sahaba radiallahu anhum were passing by through a jungle and they came across a large pond. A certain sahabi said that animals could have come and drank the water or urinated therein. So, Hazrat uh, Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu asked them, that, has anyone seen any animal? They replied, no. So, Hazrat Umar radiallahu anhu said, that if no animal has come to us, then uh, we should simply ignore these doubts to say that something has happened and something has happened and we become, we become emotional 
uh, to all these kind of whisperings of shaitan, etc. And if I say this, and if I do this, and if this happens and that happens, then we should learn to ignore these kind of doubts as well. So the first thing is that a person should try to uh, keep some composure within himself, recite these du'as, try to deflect these kind of doubts away from oneself, uh, perform wudu, stay in the state of tahara, try to calm down, perform salah, remain in the tirawat of the Qur'an and Kareem. And before we reply or respond to someone when we are going through these kind of emotions, we should think properly before what we say. Uh, we should understand uh, the consequences of what we say, what it could lead to, etc. So when we are faced with these kind of emotions, we should try to remain calm and composed. We should try to uh, stay in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should try to speak in a way where we are not affecting others or we are not creating any kind of animosity between others. And we should turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا إِذَا مَسَّهُمْ طَائِفٌ مِّنَ الشَّيْطَانِ تَذَكَّرُوا تَذَكَّرُوا That those who have taqwa, those who are the pious servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when, uh, you know, they are going through these whisperings of shaitan, etc., تَذَكَّرُوا They remain engaged in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when that happens, فَإِذَا هُمْ مُبْصِرُونَ Then you find that all of a sudden, everything is okay, everything is going well, the emotions are gone on one side, and the happiness and the sweetness of iman and remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes within them. So we should also adapt, adopt to these measures. And as a person who is in these kind of emotions, a person who is uh, feeling these kind of evil uh, things in him, etc., we should not go and, 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 and make things worse for him. In fact, we should ask Allah Ta'ala to protect us and to protect him as well from such kind of things and alleviate his problem as well. So a person should remain engrossed in the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala at all times, uh, no matter what he is going through, no matter what phase of his life he is going through, no matter what kind of whispers that shaitan is putting through his heart or through his mind, through his nafs, a person should remain in the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in the tilawat of the Qur'an al-Kareem, uh, performing salah, uh, you know, staying in the state of tahara uh, and the company of the angels. When a person is in the state of wudu, then the angels supplicate for him and the angels surround him. So a person should also try to stay in the state of wudu to protect himself from such kind of whisperings of shaitan. Or even if a person is involved in the whispering of shaitan, he makes wudu, then the angels will come by him. These whispers will slowly fade away. And the angels of mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be around him. They will be, they will be protecting him from causing anything further as is the system of shaitan, that he puts you into one sin and thereafter another and another and another until eventually he makes you lose your iman. So we should be, be very wary and be very careful of these whispers of shaitan and we should never let them go ahead and cook in our minds in such a way that tomorrow we lose our iman. May Allah Ta'ala protect each one of us and allow us to understand uh, these whispers of shaitan and also to allow us to understand and remain steadfast and hopeful in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all times, and especially at these times in regard to our people, uh, our beloved brothers and sisters in Palestine and Gaza, 
who are facing these kind of difficulties, we remain and we keep steadfast in our hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant liberation to these people and will grant them success and victory very soon, insha'Allah. Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. Mufti Sahib, jazakumullah khairan for that, for crushing that that lack of hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we may be experiencing and instilling within us this hope again once again. Mufti Sahib, we request your du'as. Um, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakumullahu khairan wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.